The shit's chess. It ain't checkers. Welcome, everybody, to Jeff versus the World. And we are back with Hood Classics. And I'm here with my man, Shahid. What's going on? Nothing much. We back here, Hood Classics, and we decided to keep it in Cali after the love we got for Baby Boy with another movie that came out in the early 2000s, Training Day. Yes, Training Day is starring uh, Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke. Um, the movie was a $45 million budget. The box office brought in a little bit of a, over $100 million. And it's one of those movies that it's it's got quotes, it's quotable. Uh, the director was uh the writer was first was David Ayer, and the director was uh it was Antonio Fuqua, if I'm saying it right. Antoine Antoine, Antoine Fuqua. Fuqua, the first of many collaborations with Denzel Washington, because they went on to do both Equalizers and The Magnificent Seven. Yes. Um, and I still don't appreciate that text you sent me about <laughs> this is the prequel <laughs> uh, before the equalizer. Um, oh, and and also we hesitate. Denzel Washington was nominated and won the Academy Award for Best Actor for this movie. Ethan Hawke was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for this movie. Now let me ask you a question: In a small, can you see somebody saying, you know, this could be an Ethan Hawke movie? He could be the actual star. They're both. They're both the stars. Because the movie, I would say, the movie ends with him and begins with him. I mean, that's fine, but that doesn't make you, you know. It's just because just from the point of view, don't make you the star. Because it's like, um, it's like the Great Gatsby. Like the point of view is Tobey Maguire, but you know, the capital, the star of that movie, and the star of that story. Okay. Because I've heard the debate before, you know, this is basically a movie seen through, you know, Ethan Hawke's eyes. And it's pretty much he has a little more time on screen, I think, than um, Denzel. But here's it's kind of hard to argue because there are scenes when this focus on one without the other for both people. It's scenes where it's focused on Denzel and Ethan Hawke is either in the background or not there. And it's scenes where it's focused on Ethan Hawke and Denzel is not there. So they're equal billing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like... You could say one in one A. But okay. it's like it's not going... Denzel is not the supporting actor in this. So if it's going to be anybody that's a supporting actor, it's going to be Ethan Hawke. But it's kind of like... If you tell me they both lead actors, I could go with that too. But before we get into some of the details of the movie, let's talk about some of the what ifs Ooh. as far as casting. Yes. You want to start? Does this movie does this movie work with Eminem as as Officer Hoyt? Hell no. Because it's like I could never believe Eminem as a cop. Whenever he'd be on the screen, I'm like, no, it, this, he's too famous. He's not a good enough actor for me to like say, oh, yeah, I can believe that. I'm like, no, has nothing to do with acting. It's like he's I don't even know how good an actor he's in. He's only done eight mile. I'm like, he's not a trained actor, but it's like mm-hmm. we know it. We know who Eminem is and we know what like it's kind of like you couldn't separate. If it's too much stunt cast. It would be like, oh, he's playing the act like, oh, it's Eminem pretending to be a cop. Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, now, my second one, and then I'll let you go with yours, is 
this movie absolutely bombs with Bruce Willis as Alonzo, right? It's a different movie. It's it's just a regular old. It's we've seen that type of movie before. It's just it's not a bad movie. It's just like it's not it's not special. It's like oh, corrupt cop. It absolutely. If anything, it's not a hood classic. That's the that's the one thing Mm -hmm. I can say. It's something else. Yeah, and I will also say, like this movie doesn't work without Denzel. Or you put somebody else in there, it's a completely different movie. Basically, what we're saying. The Ethan Hawke role is funny because Ethan Hawke almost dropped on himself when they was like doing, you know, when they were doing um, auditions and he was doing the whole scene with Denzel. Denzel was ad libbing and Ethan Hawke got mad because Ethan Hawke doesn't do ad libs and he's like, screw this guy and I don't like this. And they told him like he was excellent and everything like that. And they end up having a good chemistry, end up working. Originally, it's going to be Tobey Maguire. Yeah. But Ethan Hawke was the first choice. The reason why I had Tom McGuire because Ethan Hawke has scheduling conflicts. This movie does the movie work with Tobey Maguire? I'm trying to, th- and I, I don't think so. The answer is no. Tom McGuire's too because Tom McGuire doesn't have enough gravitas. Not back then. Keep in mind, this is pre. This is pre Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, no. Then it definitely doesn't work. Yeah, because it's like a lot of actors. Like some of the people they talked about was kind of like you know, Paul Walker. Paul Walker back then? No. Paul Walker's too young. That doesn't work with. It, I, it absolutely works with the goat, right? It absolutely works with Christian Bale. Of course, it works with Christian Bale. Like it. I would love to see that movie with Christian because yeah. it's funny, like, Christian <laughs> Bell was always a good actor, but he wasn't like, I'm Christian Bell, the best actor in the world now, like he was back then, but it was like, it definitely wasn't interesting. <sighs> That's the only one that makes sense. Because like, some of the names, it's like, Scott Speedman, as I like to call him, great values, Paul Walker, no. Ryan Philippe, no. Paul Walker, by the Fast and Furious 7 age, Paul Walker, it yeah. could work. It's not as good as a movie, but it could work. But Paul Walker back then, no. It's, he doesn't have enough weight to him. He still is. Although it'd be interesting because it's kind of like, here's the thing. I can see Paul Walker be believable in certain scenes, like the scene where at the, at the house playing cards. I can see Paul Walker doing that. Mm. I couldn't see. But like Tobey Maguire... No, you know, no, 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 not even that scene like Tobey Maguire in the room with Dr. Dre and the rest of the cops, and he's squaring them down. Hell no, it's no way in the world I'm believing that. So, I'm yeah, you look at the movie, it's like one, Keith Flood can go toe to toe with Enzel and survive, and two, can they seem credible in a lot of those scenes? And most of those people, the answer is no at that time. Ethan Hawke, the answer is yes. And Ethan Hawke is a funny thing where he's a very when you talk about great actors, you never talk about him. Yeah, which is he's just like he's just somebody that's you know like you know who he is. He's been around. He's been in a lot of good movies. He's been in a lot of he's been in a lot of everything, good movies, bad movies, big movies, small movies. But it's not it's like his name doesn't come up unless you're watching the movie with him in it. Yeah, and I uh, so yeah, the only one is I will go is Christian Bale, Mark Wahlberg. No, uh, 
all those other people know. Mark Wahlberg be funny because it's like I don't need to hear him in his boss that. <laughs> yeah, it's like the because like it's because it's uh, it's an L.A. movie. Yeah, and I mean he could. He's like the whole. I'm trying to think. 2001, Mark Wahlberg. Isn't that? Oh, let me see. I mean, he's younger. Mark Wahlberg could have done it. I don't because think been I guess, all, but they were looking for that innocence, innocence. And I think, yeah, as far as that, he probably 2001. Yeah, he probably did have that. You know, that innocent look. Like I'm not. You know, I don't know what's going on. And all but it's stuff. it's not just it's not just innocence. It's innocence, but sturdiness. You need both. Like I'm, cause the whole thing is like you know I'm innocent, but I'm not a fool. Like push mm-hmm. come to shove, I can stand up to myself when push comes to. Shove. So it's about like some might have one and the other. It'd be hard. Like that's the thing. Like Christian Bell, I don't know if he pulled the innocence off. Two thousand one. I'm sure he could have. Think of all the movies he's not. It has nothing to do with the skill. Of Christian Bell's an actor. Can you picture Christian Bell being naive? Yes. Name one movie. Uh, naive, naive, naive. What? Part of Batman Begins when he pretending to be naive when he like part of Batman Begins before he becomes Batman. Hold on, <laughs> because I want to be. I want to make sure I'm right. Which movie I pick? I'm looking at his e- Equilibrium. I, I want to say like, The Machinist. Well, I haven't seen that. The only thing I know about Machinist is like he weighed 105 pounds. But I've never seen it. It's kind of like it's because it's like too many times we see Christian Bell is kind of like he's always either in measured or pretending to be. Like the whole naive. Yeah. Like I've. I mean, that part that, is kind of like I. The, it would be, but it's. Honestly, the only time I ever saw him be like really naive was when he was a boy, like a damn kid when he did Empire of the Sun. Empire of the Sun. So that was when he was a kid. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of that, and it's kind of like it's hard to even talk about now because like we know so much about Christian Bell's career, it's kind of hard to talk about well, how he was in 2001. Yeah. And let's talk about this time frame. So this was a weird time era because this was like almost a start like a black renaissance as far as like actors getting nominated and winning awards because Denzel won. And Holly Berry won. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a lot of, a lot of people were proud that they both won. There's a lot of criticism because, like, one, Denzel's playing the villain, and Holly Berry was playing the, you know, even Jada Kiss, like, you know, why Denzel, why, why, how that is, let a white guy properly get an Oscar, and why Denzel had to be crooked before he took it. Like, I remember that line from Why, and I remember people were like, get on Denzel. Like, the NAACP came up to him. Ethan Hawke was like, damn, I didn't know they looked at him like that. He was like, other people can play villains. Why can't I be a villain? Like, I'm an artist. I can't be pigeon-toeing this being the same saint all the time. I'm a performer. This is who I am in real life. And I remember that being a big thing because it was like, you know, it was two things about Denzel that has changed since then. He didn't mess with white women, and he wasn't a villain. And, <laughs> I mean, that was a thing. They just, yeah. Roberts was mad talking about, you know, I thought I was gonna have a love scene with Denzel the Pelican brief. They wrote it out. It was a couple of white actresses was like they were mad. They like I wanted to get it in with Denzel on screen, and they wrote it out. And they was like Denzel was like you know basically trying to say as diplomatic as possible. The sisters don't want to see that. 
and white America can't handle that. So yeah, sorry. You know, in twenty nineteen, I I look at it now and watching the movie, I'm just like, I can understand how people felt back then. But I'm just looking at it. I'm like, no, it's a movie. It's it's no different than if Bruce Bruce was he's playing a crooked cop because I saw a lot of people said that he uh I'm gonna use my words carefully. He shucked it up some for the movie. Like he basically dumped he dumbed it down doing something that's normally not Denzel, you know. And I'm just like, no, he's an actor. What do you like? No, this is fine. And yes, yes, we can argue. Oh, did he deserve? other Oscars for other movies and you know yes that's a conversation but to be had but I thought this movie yes he deserved the Oscar for this but movie too it's not no one no the Oscar was well deserved I think the criticism the thing with Denzel wasn't he wasn't just a regular actor he was like our hero and it was always a thing like and it's similar where Tom it's funny because Collateral came out around this time a little later too well like later lot later but anyway it's like same thing with like Tom Cruise you're not used to him being a villain mm-hmm. so people couldn't get used to seeing him being a villain and doing it well and it's like wrapping your brain around that because like Tom Cruise has played morally ambiguous people but he's normally like a hero flawed hero but hero then so the same thing flawed but self-righteous self-standing people you want to root for and I talked to you about, about this this is like a ch- turning point because there's a career of how Denzel used to be before training day and then there's a career of how Denzel was after training day because you look at his IMDB before and after and you notice there's a change and we talked about before like Denzel before character actor that sometimes did action movies did wide range of everything nine times out of ten hero Denzel after this angry man <laughs> Basically, it's like either I'm either I'm an angry hero, I'm an angry villain, or I'm an angry philanderer. But that's flawed. Like you know, man on fire, Un, you know, unstoppable. Taking a pill on one, two, three, two equalizer movies, Book of Eli. You know, notice a lot of stuff I have in common. Magnificent Seven. What's Denzel doing all these movies? He's killing people. So what you're telling me is he's on. The road to being a 007 villain. No, he's a 007. <laughs> he rolled. It depends. He might. He might go villain one movie, hero the other movie. But it's like it's before. It's like you know, I'm talking it out. And this movie, I'm, and after this, I'm shooting it out. Like Denzel became an action. <clears throat> it's funny because Denzel became an action star in his fifties because Liam Neeson paved the way. But I always say, did Liam Neeson pave the way? Did Denzel did? Like, which really came first? Because it's kind of like we all I, know because we all know it's like Liam Neeson and Taken, but it's like, you know, man on fire. Yeah, I think I think Liam Neeson gets 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 the credit, but I think it was actually Denzel. And I think it's because of the movie, you know, because Taken was that movie that was, you know, everybody knew it was that that commercial movie. But it's, yeah, so it's just funny seeing how his career has changed because it's kind of like it's changed, it's different. And we look at him now where him doing training day allows us to accept him doing American Gangster. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. So, yes, it's, and then 
the bottom line of this movie is this is a very specific LA movie. Like it's set in one day. If and the one thing I say, this movie aged very well because it feels authentic. Like the actor, because a lot of the actors are like gang members, like real life gang members, and they like you know negotiate. We'll let you film in our block if you let us in the movie. And Anton Fuqua was like, bet. So that helps. And like you know, people you see like you know you Macy Gray, Snoop Dogg, and Dr. Dre. Well, I'll, all in the same movie. I, I, it. One out of three ain't bad, I guess. <laughs> it's funny, like Snoop Dogg, the movie's almost being held up because not because of him, but because he was so popular. Every time people saw him, they were screaming ass for his autograph, holding the movie up. Like people forget how big Snoop Dogg was back then. Yeah. You know, and like Dre's Dre's Dre. And it's like, you know, yeah. he's not built it's it is what it is. Macy Gray is not is in there long enough to be very hilarious. And then you know, you like you see a lot, like you know, you see Tom Barrett pop up like two minutes. Harris Eulen pop up like a minute. My man, if you get to Cliff Curtis, who has played, and it's funny right before you get in the movie, because I watched this, I watched Hobbs and Shaw, and I watched the Meg within the same weekend, and he played three different races, and I could have believed he was all of those races. Cliff Curtis has been every single race on the goddamn planet. And, and, and nobody batted eye. Nobody said not one thing about it. <laughs> because I don't think people don't know. They just like, oh, okay. Know. Like, I think he's like New, like Maori New Zealand in real life. But it only pops up when he's playing that because then he lets, when he lets the accent out, he lets it out all the way. But he does a real good job of hiding it. Because I remember him in traffic. That's how long he's been doing this. Just hiding and playing. He's probably been doing longer than that, just hiding in plain sight. <laughs> just being whatever. Whatever the script wants me to be, I, I got you, brother. Oh, man. That's funny. So, let's get into the movie. All right, go for it. You know how you do. I mean, movie starts. Five o'clock alarm goes off. Jake Hoyt is his first day. You know, basically, like, I'm going to have a training day. It's an audition to join narcotics. Wakes up. Sees his, you know, sees his wife. I mean, barely know. This is sad. Like, you know, I'm a family man. Got a baby, you know, brand new baby. And I'm excited about my job. Get a phone call from Detective Alonzo Harris. Hmm. Like, oh, you know. And it's established real quick what type of man he is. Like, you know, we're going to meet at me at the station. Nah, we ain't going to meet at the station. You know where the diner is. Da, da, da. All right, be there at 10 o'clock. You know, got your gun, got your backup gun, bring that. No no blues, you know, comfortable shoes. And he's like, oh, it's an honor to meet you. And I'm looking forward. Click. We, we, and no time, for, no time for small talk. We just going to bypass him flirting with his wife? I mean, it's a man flirting with his wife. You want to talk about it? Go ahead. <laughs> Listen, man. Ain't nobody calling my wife and she giggling like that. Come on, man. No, 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 no. So we established that he's he's charming. Oh, you mean when he? Oh, when he when she first went to the phone. Yeah. Oh, he's like, he he yeah. Yeah, so yeah. All giggy, kiki. Hey, no, we'll, we'll get to that because he gets to the diner and it's funny. You see Denzel there and what you call him? Victor How you Von, describe Victor Von? Victor Von with, with, with a koofy <laughs> and. To describe this movie before we get into it, and I didn't even think about it till I was talking to you. This movie is Metal Gear, <laughs> and Alonzo Harris is Big Boss, and Jake Hoyt is Solid Snake. And the whole point of the, the plot of the movie is 
Jake Hoyt's trying to be detective. And he has a training day with Detective Alonzo Harris. And a lot of shit happens in one day. And the, the main focus point of this movie is Alonzo keeps underestimating Jake. He knows Jake is good. But it's kind of like he doesn't realize how good. And he keeps throwing stuff in there, thinking he's going to slip up, admiring the fact that he's passing through, but not really realizing what type of man he's dealing with until it's too late. Just like Metal Gear. That's the exact plot of Metal Gear. Big Ball sends South think, oh, he's a rookie. I'm going to send you to Out of Heaven. You're going to get captured too. Not think he's going to get through. He keeps getting through. Oh, wow, I'm impressed. Keeps getting through. Starts giving false information. Start doing setups. Why this too late? Game over. And I I never put two and two together until I was thinking about that talking to you. Yeah. It's um <laughs> Yeah. I didn't think about it until you had said it last night. I was like, Yeah, this is. This is Metal Gear. Cause we talked about it with the whole planet thing. We'll get into that. But no, anyway, Alonzo Harris is sitting there. And this is the magic of Denzel Washington. He's just sitting there reading a newspaper. And you can tell it's like, it's something about him. Like, he just has a presence. And he's not even doing anything. Like, and the presence is charming, but menacing. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure if menacing was the word, but I think you're right. Also intimidating, because Hoyt didn't know what to say or do. Uh, but uh, I guess he got through that part. I, I he got through as best as he could because you know he's like, did, oh. did, did he really? <laughs> I mean, you know, that scene because he's like, uh, you know, get you something to eat is on my dollar or whatever. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. You know, he fumbled his way through that. He fumbled his way through that that first interaction. Because yeah. it's a and somebody brought up like you want if you want to look at a master class of acting without doing a whole bunch of acting, look at this scene. Because Denzel's doing a whole lot and not really doing anything. Just by his body language. It's like, he's just presenting himself. He's not trying to be welcoming. welcoming. He's not trying to be warm. He's not trying to be open. It's like, I'm here. I'm doing my thing. You are here to see me, but I will acknowledge you while not changing anything about me. And Jake has no way how to, he's like, he's like do I shake his hand? Small talk. And he's like, you know, see a man reading a paper. He called him here what to do. And he's like, you know, trying to do small talk. He's like, you know, can I read the paper? That's why I'm here the paper for. Like, shut up. And then Jake's just sitting there. He can't help himself. It's like, you know, I want to impress the boss. He's like, oh, tell me a story. Huh? You see this paper? It's 90% bullshit. I read anyway because it entertains me. But now I want you to entertain. Since you won't let me read my newspaper. I want you to entertain me. Tell me a story. Just basically setting it off. It's like, you know what? You can't follow directions. So here's a penalty. Basically dance, you know, tell me what type of person you are. And like, you tell the story about, you know, I had a female training officer and I had a stop and, you know, Alonzo's like, oh, you know, she's a woman. Got a liquor license. What's that? A liquor license. Was she a dyke? (laughs) Was she a dyke? A lesbian? Huh? Like, you know, they tell the stories like, you know, what's amazing about this story that you with this fine ass woman for over a year, and the best story you can have is a traffic stop. It's like the doors, like I'm, I got a wife, you got a dick too. <laughs> like, like, let's be real. It's like, okay, you told this story. It's like you know, that, speaking of dick, you got that thing between your legs on each side is a pocket, and sometimes in that pocket is a wallet. Reaching that wallet, pay for food. 
So he switched the whole dynamic in like this five minutes, basically establishing like, you know, charming man, you want to please him, but she's not sure if he going to hug you or bite you. And he wants you to feel that way. Yeah. Uh, what more can you say about that? Say it's almost like you said, if you want to know something about acting, you just watch that scene because it was a lot there. <laughs> on both on both sides. Like, and that's the thing I noticed about this movie. People focus on Denzel and all the stuff he does. And he does a lot. He's been focusing on a lot of stuff, too, because it's basically like trying to figure out, I'm trying to press this man. I don't know how to do it. And I'm not sure. And I don't want to mess up. Like, it's kind of like, you know, I'm deep down confident, but I don't know how to show it yet. And I don't want to mess up and, and fumble it without being obnoxious and annoying. Because he's never unlikable. And this role, it's easy to do this role and be unlikable. Yeah. Or like, you know, want to like, like get off, like get out my face. This guy's annoying. He's never at that point. It's like kind of like I'm trying to figure stuff out. Yeah. He he seems like he's sure, but he seems like he's almost unsure because Alonzo's making him feel so uncomfortable about his, you know, like, you know something, but you ain't sure, but the person around you is so intimidating that you're like, uh, do I know? Am I the smartest person in the room right now? Or is he? Yeah, like, he already knows he's kind of out, like, he knows based off experience that he's, like, outmatched and everything like that. He just doesn't know how to handle it. And, you know, they go to the car and, like, how you stab a smart badass, walk through traffic. <laughs> Simplest thing. Ain't worry about no. Ain't wait for no green light because they know I, they know I running him over. Because you yeah. already know that I'm gonna run him over. Oh, the movie, the movie ends if he gets run over by a car. So goes in there, and that is not a standard issue vehicle. Like I don't know a lot of cops flipping switches with rims. <laughs> he said, "This is not." He said, "This is this is the office." No, he said, "Where's the office at?" He said, "You in it, baby?" This is all. <laughs> this, like, this is not standard. This is not standard issue. Like no, it's not. Playing Dr. Dre music, perfect time, rolling down the street, same out, you know, why you want to join narcotics? He's like, oh, you know, protect the serve. Blah, blah, blah. That's cool. Why you want to join narcotics? Make detective. detective. <laughs> right. Of course, you know, you work with here, you know, you follow my lead and anything like that, you know, you get there if you can handle it. And what do you say? I'll do whatever you ask me to do. Mm-hmm. And he give him that look. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> First time I say smoking a cigarette. And this whole thing, we realized later on he's been plotting this. And, and he lets us know you're plotting this for a while. And it's kind of like a lot of stuff still has to go in right. And it's kind of like, you know, all right, I got some I can use. Because the look he gives when, because Jake just volunteers that information. <laughs> I'll do whatever you ask me to do. I'll do anything that's needed to get this job. And it's like, oh, word? All right. Mm-hmm. We gonna, like, we're going to find out. Um, That was the wrong thing to say. <laughs> but that's what people, it is. It's always the wrong thing to say, but that's what we that's what we say. We want to show that it's like, you know, we're going to go ahead and do this. Yeah. I, I, I understand it, but you know what I'm saying? Well, when we look into the story, then you'll see why it was the wrong thing to say because it happens really fast. Yeah, first thing that happens, see somebody selling weed. 
It's like, oh, it's my snitch. He tells me going on, you know, gets the big people. And a lot of the time, some stuff like I'm Robin Hood. Oh, you know, I help his, I help his family with immigration, so he helps me. And all this stuff is like self-serving. You know, I give to the community. I look out for them. They look out for me. And when you hear it from his point of view, it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. It's like, you know, making stuff happen. You hear it from the other side, it's like nobody really like Alonzo. They just deal with it. Like nobody, they, they fear him, but nobody really respect or like him. Yeah. Yeah. It, like it's, it, it's, very, it's a very one-sided transaction. It's almost <laughs> that thing of like, uh, yeah, we, we we know who you are and what you can do. Okay. That's pretty much it. That's as far as it go. So it's more of a thing of, yeah, okay, whatever. I'll say what you want to hear, but no, nah, I, I don't really mess with you. Because it's like, what, what, we'll get to it later tomorrow. I never shake his hand. I don't respect the Vato. <laughs> yeah so anyway it's like you know it's the typical thing white kids from the good side of town come to the hood to buy some weed and that always and I've always how racist you gotta be you just pull up to somebody you don't know you sell crack <laughs> and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna tell you a story I was walking cause this actually happened to me one time oh no Oh, yeah, I lived in North Carolina, and it was like 7 in the morning on a Saturday, and I'm walking to the barber Like, barbershop was like right down the street from where I lived there. And I'm walking to the barbershop, and I get to a corner. And all of a sudden, this car pulls up. Guy rolls his window down, and he's like, you got any crack? And at first, I didn't thought I didn't hear him the right way. I'm like, huh? I'm just walking, and he's like, oh, I mean to interrupt you. I'm like, he's like... I'm just trying to say, you got any crack? I look at him. I'm like, I don't have no crack. Like, look at like, you just rolling up to me? <laughs> Do I got crack? Like, no. Oh, and you know, the st- and it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Have a nice day. And then he drove off. And you know what followed a second later? A patrol car. Oh, and it was a setup. Yeah. Damn. And I'm just sitting here and I'm like, I'm just trying to get a shape up. <laughs> trying to get, you, trying to get your boy out the paint. I'm like, oh, I, I don't know if it was a setup, it was coincidence or what happened. I'm like, oh. it's nowhere in the world. It's like it had to be something off. Like it's like seven in the morning on a weekend. Oh no, that was a setup. You just that was definitely. It's a like setup. you just. I'm like, you don't show up to like some. Because trust me, the people who sell crack, you know, you know, sells crack. Mm-hmm. Like like everyone knows the weed man. He is just so like normally he doesn't sell random dudes. So anyway, they go up there, they get the stuff, and there's like he go to Grand Theft Auto. He driving all wild that old Cutlass. That shit had no. <laughs> that shit, that's what happened. You, you elevate. You get he, this suspicious track. He just weaving like you know how you used to drive like Grand Theft Auto three. Yeah, when it used to like kind of sway back. You had to like you, you could barely keep it straight. That's exactly how he was driving. Pulls him over, gets in there, and then it's like this whole, not this license and registration, like, put your hands on the dash, t- put your hands on your shoulder, pull, they got the, the guns out. Mm-hmm. And, and during this, Hoyt is saying, you know, they look, they, oh, they look like college kids. Like, you know, why so yeah, serious? Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> like you know, give me a, you know, like, give me a wallet, give me the drugs. Like, what is this shit? You know what happened to go in there? They gonna take your little girlfriend, have her bent over, but the pipe boy is gonna be on it. 
Like, go back to your neighborhood. Like, you know, Spacey Scared Straight steals the weed. Okay. Here's where I'm wondering, at least the next scene. Because, you know what happened? They confiscate the weed. And they're talking about, oh, you know, a narcotic, a good narcotics officer knows about all his drugs. Because he's breaking down, like, you know, stem, like his naive and mature Mexican brick package, the cheap shit. And it's like, you know, a good narcotics officer knows his drugs. In fact, a good narcotics officer has drugs in his system at all times. And I'm sitting here like, what? <laughs> I'm making a Russell Westbrook meme face like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Oh, my goodness. This this has been a barbershop argument for years now. And I'm, which, we, okay, if you if if you was in a horse position, are you smoking that? Okay. I'm glad you brought that up because I there's been a lot of discussion about that. David Ayer brought it up. He said it's in police procedure saying under certain circumstances you can do that. Mm-hmm. To not blow your cover. Now, I don't know if that circumstance counts, but keep in mind, Hoyt's trying to make an impression. He doesn't know. And it's like, I'm trying to get this job. It's like, how bad can it be? Mm-hmm. It's like taking it because, like, you know, you're rolling up, talking about, you don't smoke this. Like, nah, you are. Like, no, I'm not. Like, yeah, you smoke this shit. I ain't smoking that. Oh, you not? Stop the car, pull the gun out. Yeah, motherfucker. Got you. You see, like you say that type of shit to the deal that you did so you know this is the life we live like you know you can go back to county or you have a nice desk job rookie married, and you know it's funny married with a kid and he telling you to go back to what you was doing you trying to move up and you know what it is it's uh he's alonzo's a perfect bully bully him and doing like you know peer pressure like you know if you was a real man you do that but i guess you ain't so you get the fuck out of my car Poop on bitch. <laughs> Got him a poop butt. <laughs> yeah. No, he gonna do it. It's like just a master manipulator. Like, you know, he already knows Jake wants to be where Alonzo is. And he knows how to push Jake's button. So even if Jake knows this is wrong deep down, it's like, I'm not sure. I can lie to myself and say I'm not sure and smoking it. And then this is the part where I'm wondering how much the setup is. Like, oh, I didn't know you was, you know, you like to get butt naked. Like, what? Yeah, what? Right. Sherman Hemsley. <laughs> Sherman. PC. Angel Dust. Lim. And he's smoking it and it starts fading in and out. How Alonzo know? Was those kids to set up? Did he have those kids set up and come down and act like they were doing it? The whole thing like this. He knew his PCP because he knows what PCP smells like and Hoyt doesn't. But he got that from the kid, from the little the white boys brought that. Yeah. So that means they was gonna smoke some PCP. Did they know it's PCP? Or did they? Or were they in on this setup? Remember, he said, "I was planning this for a week." Yeah. So the dealer might have been on it in on this. I'm not saying the kids are. Maybe the deal because the whole thing's like you know I know they. The deal is an informer. He knows these slings. He could just pull it over anybody. Like, as soon as he sells this, I know to pull over. Because he's like, you know, business is booming. But it's kind of like, you know, this whole, the PCP part I never thought about. It's like, 
how long did he, how did he know? So anyway, he's smoking that. He suited out like, you know, drink this beer now. It's like, oh, we're going to piss test and everything like that. I'm going to get fired. Like, don't worry. The they got our back. Tell us a week out when the piss test, piss test happens. He still shook. So. He still shook. Oh, then proceeds to say, it ain't like I put a gun to your head. I ain't make you smoke it. Mm-hmm. And laugh. Kind of did put- uh-huh. My nigga, look at you. You all right? You all right, Jake? Jake. So they take a little they take a little trip. See my boy Roger. Who? Scott. Who times out? They were gonna get Mickey Rourke. I could see this too. And Mickey Rourke would have played Roger. Oh, it would have worked. Yeah. Although the funny thing that they don't really break into it. So Roger used to be in the force. Mm-hmm. And then he became a big time drug dealer. Oh. How'd that happen? Yeah, I wonder. Well, he, I guess he's work working with Alonzo, so I can see how that can happen. Yeah, it's it's funny how they never get into their whole relationship. Like they obviously know each other. Like he let him in the house. He knows the because they don't. The whole thing is they don't. You kind of got to read between the lines to know what Roger does, and they don't really tell you too much about him till afterwards. It's like okay, he's a big deal or something. Because at first, like, is he retired? Is well, he, he like a former? He because he's chilling, like you know, he just chilling in his crib with like a bathrobe on a t shirt. He ain't got shit to do, just chilling. But they kind of like, every, everything I explained in the second visit because he was like, you know, they were after my pension, and mm-hmm. then basically he was like, you know, that cock's like a soul to kids. So yeah, everything gets explained later. Yeah, like the first one, like the first visit, and you know what's funny when he said pension. I didn't put two and two together. That he used to be a cop. Yeah, that's what, you know. Yeah, so later it's like a lot of stuff clicking. So anyway, it's like this old Hoyt. Because versus Hoyt in there, like, blitz out his mind. Like, oh, (laughs) damn, what you give him? He's like, Hoyt, Hoyt, school you go to. Hoyt, Hoyt. Safety, such and such team. And I was like, how you know? Like, I know all the good ones. This motherfucker keep up with high school players? Yeah, I just, I'm like, people are, we both watch football. We know people are obsessive enough to do that. It's just still weird when that happens. Yeah, I I've, I know some people now who still keep up with uh, high school people that, that I went to high school with. And I'm just like, yo, when I got out of high school, I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the, how your experience is in high school. And yeah, a lot of, in a lot of places, a lot of and not to say with him is like we all have our passions, but a lot of people peak in high school. Yeah, yeah. Our syndrome is a thing, so you gonna peak, you gonna stick to it. That's why these high school coaches and these high school parents be acting like that's like this is was my prime, and I gotta keep living through my prime and everything like that. So yeah. So anyway, so they driving all out after they had a little stop. Now I wonder it's like, you know, shooting the shit. See you figure out this thing more. You no, know, I guess he wanted to get Roger's idea about him. And it's like, oh, you know, he used to be just like you. He used to be a rookie like this. And Roger's like, oh, you know, like I know the good ones. Like, so he sees something in Jake, even when Jake all blissed out. Cause it's like they tell that joke about smiles and they tell the joke about the snail, like the snails on the porch, mm-hmm. gets the shell broken. Almost dies, climbs back on there, and then the man come back a year later. Is like, what the fuck you, you know, what the fuck is your problem? Like, what's the 
the whole story behind it. And Jake is about, you know, smiles and sadness. You know, that's all you have. So you protect it. And I guess Alonzo had gotten that question before and didn't never answered it. You just brush off his bullshit. And because Roger Gibbons looks like, oh, okay, like it's something about him. And and you notice Alonzo's starting to pick up on it, even though he's kind of mocking, like, talking about you got the eye, Hoyt, you know what to see, you know, you just need guidance. And you don't know how if it's mocking or if it's truthful there. And I'm getting the suspicion that Alonzo kind of knew, but then, but didn't know how much. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. It's almost, you see, uh, you see glimpses or you see you something here and there, but you, you know, he's still kind of like, uh, I don't know. So anyway, they go back on patrol and they just driving, minding their business. And then they just have to go by a corner and, and somewhere in the alleyway, some young girl getting raped and Hoyt sees it. Lonzo does it. He's like, stop the car, stop the car, stop the car. Like, All right, nigga, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so gets out. So he gets out, and it's this young high school girl getting messed with these two crackheads. And I'm like, "What's going on?" And I always wanted to tell like I was going to a ditch party, like I'm ditching school. Where's Where's this girl? Common sense? She actively was hanging with them. No, I think she tried to cut through the alley. I think that's. I, I'm almost sure I, that's what. I hope so, cause it's it's lead a lot of stuff like they like oh yeah she don't look her age she probably got that good stuff, and mm-hmm. I don't know they were saying that to say it or like cracking jokes or something like that but it's kind of like I hope that's the case but it's like you know I'm heading to why are you going through an alley like they going to ditch party where's the party like I I've heard of ditch parties I've never gone but I'm like she what I'm thinking like, what I'm thinking is what happened is you know like uh you take a certain way home all the time she probably cut through that alley plenty of times and that. That one time she met fucking crackhead from uh <laughs> Save the Last Dance. Uh Dusthead and oh. Dusthead and Wave blow the two crackheads and then uh-huh. Jake out there hitting the you know the X button. Everything's fierce punch and they beating his and they and how crackheads beating his ass. Yeah, Jake ain't got no hands. Jake tries like but keep in mind, Jake, you know, his power meter's still on dizzy. Because he do got PCP and a whole bunch of bear in the system. He's trying to, you know, get that off. So it's, his coordination is a little suspect. So he's fighting. Get down the first. He got the first dude, put the cuffs on the other dude, he's kicking him. Mm-hmm. Then he grabbed the leg, get the second dude, puts on the, the dime. What did he say? The LAPD chokehold. Alonzo is there chilling, just smoking a cigarette, watching see what's going on. He's like, ha ha, my nigga. Like, thanks for the help. Like, I knew you got it. <laughs> get him. You was hoping something happened to him. Lazo ain't shit. <laughs> so, so it's on there. Then it's like, you know, what you going to do? You know, this whole, you want to go, like, you know, go to jail, go home. <laughs> take it to the you booty know, house. Been <laughs> booty house. You ever been to booty house? It's your funky ass. Like, take a shower. Well, then he tells he tell him, he tell him, suck my dick, bitch. He said, yeah, that's how it starts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is my favorite scene. Call me a liar. Didn't you say suck my didn't you say that? Then go to the booty house. You ever been to booty house? You know what they do to you? Hmm. Hitting him in the gut. And it's kind of like he do enough police brutality for it to be noticeable. 
but not like get a well i would say not get arrested but it's like yeah like you know i'm gonna stop you it's like that's like get out of here take him and you know it's like oh he took the money it's like what are we gonna do like you know just want to do take it you know 60 yeah like you want to yeah what you gonna do you want to write a write it off of paperwork and you wonder how much of that happens in real life just be robbing the boys in a block, take the little pack, the um, hundred. Maybe this is telling too much. <laughs> I don't know who listens to this show, but I've heard things for twenty and forty dollars, sixty dollars. That's no. They're gonna do exactly what Jay, uh, Jake, um, um, Alonzo did and put it in the glove department and use this fucking credit. Because let me tell you, yeah. Since you brought that up, let me tell you something, my brother. Used to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was his ex-wife is still a police officer. And my sister used to be married to a police officer. And one of my cousins is a police officer. So we have cops in the family. And I've never asked certain questions. I've heard certain stories. So I'm not surprised seeing how Alonzo gets down. And we'll leave it at that. But you know, the, the funny thing about that scene was, well, two things. One thing about that scene is when they show Alonzo how Alonzo's handling the crackhead, especially the one that told him to suck his dick, you're watching Jake see. He see like the, the, the little glimpses of who Alonzo really is. And the, the, the next thing is, is just how well acted that scene was by Denzel. Because it's, <laughs> it's, it's scary. Yeah, like he 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 gets you in that mode. Like, what the, what is he about to do? Is he is he really about to shoot him? And then when he talking to him, holding the two Glocks, and just like you told me to suck you, and he's hitting him with the gun, <laughs> like hitting their chest to chest with the gun. The crackhead, like, yo, is he about to shoot me or what? Then put your arms up. Now put your arms up, and then boom, hit him in the dick with the fucking. Guns. I'm like, yo, this dude is crazy. And he said, let's go. And he's like, oh, we should, you know, take take him downtown. Like, why? He has a point. Like, we deal with bigger fish. We're not gonna be running around chasing crackheads. He has a point. Leave that mm-hmm. to the, leave that to the beat the beat cops. But yeah, okay, we can carry on. So yeah, and it's just funny. So, oh, where you going, little girl? to this part like yeah this part they gonna leave me in the ditch like go home and anything like that it's like yeah i know essay my, my cousin gave uh, fuck you up and, and it's fun like you know everybody got a cousin or a brother or something like that that's always gonna do something and you know you never think about it but this comes up later mm, yeah it, yeah, it's funny, you know, you know, grabs grabs a wallet, everything like that. You don't think about that too. Like, oh, he's talking about oh, it's like, cause he's still talking trash. Like, yeah, see in the street, like, this is a high school kid. She look grown. She got that grown pussy. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, of trash. I swear. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and it was bad enough. They were men, crackheads. <laughs> so don't tell her where their mind was at at that point. Mm-hmm. So. While they still traveling around, they see dude in a wheelchair named Blue. Snoop Dogg. Played by Snoop Dogg. Looking like he been in, he looked real comfortable in that wheelchair. And it's the they see how I brought up tomorrow like that. Tomorrow, you got some crack. <laughs> crack? You got no crack. I smell pig. Cause you see Alonzo, he recognized a lot. Like 
And you know why he recognized Alonzo? We find that out later too. Yeah. But it's just funny, like <laughs> I've never it's the whole drug thing's always been funny. Cause I've been around it, but I've never bought any. I've never sold any. People have asked me, have I sold? They're like, you have to sell that to get through like you have to sell that to save up for tuition. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I was in Howard Pharmacy and they it was Nigerian dudes like, you know, I don't mean funny you smoke. Do you ever sell crack? Ah, damn. And I'm just sitting here like, y'all think all of you think all the merit that's what we do because we from the hood. Like, what if I did? I'm gonna tell you. I but you I want do. some? I you want I, some? I know I joke and call you the big boss, but damn, <laughs> final boss and shit. But sheesh. Yes, I, they asked, somebody actually came up to ask me that question my first year in pharmacy school. I don't know if it's this whole stereotype that every black American sold crack once or twice because Jay-Z did and rapped about it or what it was. I was just, I didn't know how to take it. I was just, I didn't know if I was offended, annoyed, wanted to laugh. And I was like, what if I did? You you want some? <laughs> like, you think, you, think I'm gonna, you think I'm gonna tell you? You think I'm gonna sell this got my face. So anyway, you out there. And Blue trying to get away in that wheelchair. Like, what do you think he was going to do? He was moving fast, though. All right, he ain't Professor Xavier. That shit still had wheel. That wasn't no Shiard wheelchair. That shit wasn't hovering. Going through Crenshaw <laughs> with the Dollar General joint. He went through going to Korean store. He's like, you know, we got this. And he and established. That must have been some hell of PCP because Jake showing him and Blue punched. How Blue get away in a wheelchair? He punching him. He ain't got no leverage. He in a wheelchair. How you losing hands to somebody that can't walk? Because his equilibrium still fucked up. Mm-hmm. Crippled Avengers. <laughs> his equilibrium <laughs> fucked up, and this motherfucker just just swallowed crack. <laughs> so he and Yes, Alonzo handled this, knocks him out, knocks him out the chair. It's like, you know what you got? You got any crack? No, don't do that nigga. I don't, sell, I don't sling crack no more, man. I ain't gonna try to do Snoop Dogg voice longer bothers. Like, you know, check him like, no, I got no crack. Got a gun. Like, oh, you got a gun. Shit, you a felon. You know, each bullet gets you 10 years. You federally fuck. <laughs> you know, and he's like, you ain't find no crack. You sure? I ain't got, I ain't got no nothing. crack. <laughs> I ain't got nothing, man. I don't do that no more, Lonzo. You know that. You pull out the pen. You ain't got nothing. He said, come on, man. I ain't no snitch. Mm-hmm. All right. Did he stick the pen down his throat or did he stick it in his throat? Stuck it. He stuck it, just, I guess, hitting the back of the throat good enough for him to throw up. Mm-hmm. He's like, what's that? Crack, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> One, two, three. Be crack corn. I don't care. You know, you going damn like, oh, you know, it's a bullet. Fuck that bullet. Ten years. You get a name. Twenty years. Shit. <laughs> go Joe, go home. Thirty years. Fuck, man. <laughs> Sandman. Yeah, he locked up, man. Sandman. And this is why I'm starting one. Like, the more I watch this movie, like, it was a lot of stuff that Alonzo had to do. To get for his plan to work. Okay. A whole lot of stuff. Okay, 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 okay. But let's put a pin in that right now. Cause we gotta get in the conversation that me and you were going back and forth on. And I felt better that I can now talk to you about it. 
what I was telling you, and the, the whole thing was, how does everybody know about the Russians <laughs> and Alonzo moving the streets the way he moving? Okay, so he, watching it, I realized that he had a time limit. He had to get the money mm-hmm. to him by twelve o'clock that day, so he didn't yes. have that night. Yeah, boy, that night, whatever. Um, so he had to move in a certain way because I was like, oh, he just you know he was you know in and out dipping and dodging and stuff like that. But they were they were letting him live. They were letting him move. Yeah. So I was, that was my point. I, I didn't realize that until I rewatched it again last night. I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Because I was thinking like, oh, they were looking so, for him the whole day. That's why I kept on telling you, no, he moving, he dipping and dodging and stuff. Oh, it was getting him. T- Kind of do it because it comes up with like Rogers, like you heard, yeah, some stuff, some wild stuff in Vegas. He's like, oh, I handle it because it's funny, like you know, it's a backstory. They people dropping hints at first, and you don't know it to it, and then they don't explain. It's like near, almost near the end of the movie because first Roger brings it up, like you heard, yeah, some wild time in Vegas, it like that, and it's like, nah, it's cool and everything. I could, I got it. It's like, all right, and then this scene happened, brought the name Sandman, so. They show up the Sandman's crib, the fake warrant. <laughs> Kevin ain't here. Kevin ain't here. Oh boy! Police got a warrant. I said Kevin ain't here. He's already looking like a dust head. <laughs> Listen, I, I was so mad. I was like, they couldn't find anybody else to do this. I know it's a small scene and all, but. I was just like, what is happening right now? Because I didn't, I didn't understand what she's supposed to be like a drug addict, or no. she's because I understand, you know, she got an accent and whatever and stuff like that. But it's just like she just seemed a little off. I mean, she a hood wife, her, her man nah, in the jail. Nah. She, she, she just off. Yeah, that's what I'm been- saying. Macy Gray always seem off. God, nah, hey, maybe that's, that's what they, the maybe that's, that's what they the wanted. point. Yeah. All right. I, 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 I'm leaving it there. He's like, I'm gonna show show in the places, and then she messes around like, you know, how long you been a pig? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't shoot me, cop. Punk ass, crooked ass, wicked ass cop. Don't you know? Don't be talking to my son. Like, let me see that warrant. Say Kevin ain't here. Yeah, I guess you. I guess you got. You got the gun. I guess. Guess you all the. Uh, you the boss, huh? You got the gun out here. I guess you the boss. Rookie ass cop. It's like she. She like. He's like. Give me a break, man. I was trying to do my job. You know, white people try to handle black women without saying something <laughs> offensive. Like, like, come on, come on, man. Like, just give me. a Give me a break, job. you know. Let me do my job. For God's, for God's, for God's sakes. Come on. I'm in and out. Let me do my job. You okay, Demetrius? You all right? Demetrius just looked at him. talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> just looked at him. Hurry on, Demetrius, because this cop's about to shoot me. <laughs> and again, you saying that that's okay. No, she spoke some dust or something. You are, yeah, she spoke something. <laughs> she spoke something. So anyway, Alonzo's searching around, trying to search around. We're trying to figure out what happened. Then he finds something. Gets it like, all right, you know, sorry, man, it's a mistake. Let me see that warrant. Hands of war, sorry for your time. And then it's a damn menu to like a Chinese restaurant. So this was a damn, this was just a robbery. 
Uh, yeah, and what makes it worse is this this motherfucker told him, oh, put on this jacket. He told him to put on a police jacket. So there, everybody know, yo, the police was there and they stole the money. They know my, they know was a, Alonzo might have been there, but I'm not sure. You know what? Well, they used that. Here's the thing. They did that so it's like, okay, you see a white guy there. It's like old police official business. So if anyone sees it, it's like, okay, they feel like they got a warrant. They're doing it. It's cops. You're going to mess with the cops. Not that I'm getting, because otherwise you see a strange white guy. You're like, what's going on? Why is this white dude in the hood for? Because all the places Alonzo going to, Jake would never be there by himself. See, I was thinking he was just using it and put this on. So if they start shooting, they shoot you. No, they shooting at both. <laughs> He put that on there, so it's like it's somebody yeah, from it's the outside. Official. Yeah, somebody see it from okay. the outside. And they said, "Okay, police." It's a white guy with police jacket on. I already know Sandman probably on that shit. You know, we people that do stuff know people do stuff. This whole thing, like I don't hit civilians. I hit people that's in the game. Game knows game. So they see the jacket, like, all right, time's up. So anyway, she see that it's like they jacket with y'all out there jacking us fools, <laughs> and it's like six dudes on a block. This, and I always wonder, they just be chilling. Yeah. Playing dice or whatever, yeah. and then something come out, popping yeah. up. And the whole thing is, they don't know who they don't know who these people are because, like, it take a lot of just you gotta just have some gusto. I'm like, I'm just gonna let off on some cops if I know they cops. Well, the thing I noticed um, when I watched it was the way that Lonzo pulled up. They never saw, like, they were he saw them across the street, but he eased the car over. And they never saw until it was like till she heard her screaming or whatever. So they would, I think they were supposed to be kind of like lookout, but the shooters were off the game. They 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 won't pay attention. Mm-hmm. Cause they out there slicking. It's like they get in the car. Car will start. Come on, start shit. Car come out, <laughs> and Alonzo bring out the south the siphon filter. He got the one. He got the one gun to the side and the one straight pointing. And I think he was just shooting warning shots. Uh, maybe. I mean, put it like this. He won't look to hit nobody, but he wouldn't have been mad if it did hit somebody. He absolutely turned the meter on Max Payne when he started shooting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. motherfucker, doom, 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 hitting both. They, and these, they hide behind trees. They hide behind <laughs> couches, shooting back. He don't hide behind nothing. Nothing. He, he, just... did, he did that whole, I'm going to just overwhelm you with brute force so you can't even think. Same thing that Rock did in Faster. Rock wasn't ducking behind shit. He just pulled a gun out just shooting. And that's Alonzo was doing that shoot, shoot off in the car. And they still shooting at the car. Shoot through the windows. <sighs> shoot through the car. Now you're on this nice car with all these gun bullets in it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Three, three bullets in the back. Mm-hmm. And of course, Jake's like, you know, like she just robbed his people. It's like, so? Bad, you know, the sh- you know, the sh- are you a sheep or a wolf? And the whole speech is like, you know, the sheep must be protected from the wolf. And the only thing that can get a wolf is another wolf. And Jake's like, I hear you. Yeah, you listen, but you ain't hearing me. <laughs> All right, whatever, nigga. Because he's like, Jake brushing off, like, he starts like, he's just a common criminal. Like, you know, just let them wipe, wipe each other off. Let God sort out the rest. It's justice. What type of justice? Street justice? Yeah, what's wrong with that? And it's funny. How close is that to Batman? Ah, you think I was gonna bring that up, did you? We're not doing this today. We not doing this? Yeah, we not doing this. 
What's, what's the difference? Besides okay. Jake Barry, body, beside Alonzo is more crooked than Batman, obviously, but this whole street justice, it, as long as it's handled, who cares how it's handled? Okay. The reason why I don't want to do this now is because you need to see something first. <laughs> we, we'll talk about this off air, but you need to see something. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so anyway, it's like, you know, they talking that out and then they're going to go in the hood. It's like, you know, I got to make a stop. You know, this hood, like, I heard you don't go there without, you know, backups. Like, yeah, you need tank to go in here. Whole platoon. Don't you ever come here by yourself, boy. You know, they get you. And they leasing the pigeons out there. It's like, oh, leasing the birds. You know, I'm in here. But I treat them. You know, his whole thing is like, you know, well, how you in here? I treat them well. I take care of them. So they respect me. They know I check them otherwise. It's like, do they? Do they really respect you the way you think they respect you? They just tolerate you because you the police. Mm-hmm. That's it. I and mean, I think and in the back, I think in the back of his mind, he kind of know that too. But he wanted to make it seem like it's all good around Jake. And it's established because he's in there with Bone and my man Terry Crews. <laughs> I forgot was in the movie. <laughs> Playing the backfield. Not one single line. Do you have a line? Yeah. Nah. He might have a line at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, he had a line. He had a line at the end of the movie, but not this part. It's like, oh, what's going on? Appreciate you, my cousin. All right, yeah. You behave. And the was like, I'm tired. I can't stand this motherfucker. <laughs> he's like, oh, so I guess everybody don't, everybody don't like Alonzo. Mm-hmm. He he's like, he, oh, is it? he thought he had love. Mm-hmm. He's like, where are you going? Oh, one of my dons, one of my mamacitas. One of them. I mean, you got it. Hey, man, this is the only one you need. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, why is this the only one he needs, Jeffrey? Who Who's there at the door? When he say Policia, she's like, hey, Poppy, who's oh, there? Oh, Eva Mendes? Uh-huh. Oof. Who said that she was thinking about quitting acting because she was trying to get the same type of roles until she got this one. And then it kind of like, you know, kept her love in the thing. And it was a joke that people have made it's like when Hollywood wanted a black man to have a love interest that wasn't a black woman but they didn't want it to be a white woman they have Eva Mendez because I saw her in this I saw all about the Benjamins I saw her in Exit Wounds and Hitch oh damn yeah oh damn indeed Mm mm-hmm she had a nice little run. It's like, you know, we don't want you, you know, we can't have too, we can't have too many black women in here. Can't black it up. But we can't, we ain't going to have you with our white woman. So, yeah. Eva in there, she ethnic, but not too ethnic. Uh, I can see why she was like, you know, maybe this ain't for me. I can see why, yeah. But keep in mind, this is before. Because after this, she did some of those other movies afterwards. Like, I think she already... I don't know if Exit Wounds was before or after this. I know Hitch was after this. Yeah, I know Hitch was too. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember when All About the Benjamins came out. But it's like, this was a thing where it's like, you know, you needed somebody, it was Eva Mendez, and it's like, they kissing on anything. And Jake's like, oh, so like, I'm trespassing. It's like, oh, this is my new one. Oh, hello, Jake. I'm saying, you know, just, and then it's like, you sit down, it's like, I have cable. She was proud too. Watch, <laughs> watch anything you want. This is your house, so you know what's going on. Like, go ahead. This is my son. 
So you go ahead and watch cable. Well, I make a sandwich and <laughs> do the damn do. Like they ain't got to spell it out. Like he ain't go over there just to chill out. You know, that is a common thing um, for non-black but color people, uh, people of color, that I had two friends and that's what they will always say if I would ever come home. Oh, this is your house. And I'll just be like, no, no, it isn't. But they will always say that. I, maybe that's just a thing when, you know, they, you know, somebody come to the house or whatever or something like that. Yeah, make I you just, feel, make yourself feel at home. Um, You're not a stranger. Yeah. And it's like people who open their house up to you open them house all the way. Because some people are like, oh, yeah, don't, don't sit on <laughs> Don't open my refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, you know, that couch, we got that from the war 1812, you know. <laughs> But that's like like they tolerate you being there, but you eating with plastic spoons. Yeah, yeah. And then it's some. It's like ah, stove's right there, the microwave's right there. Fix yourself, whatever. See, that's how, never in between. It's one or the other. Yeah, that's how I am. Like if someone come out, like uh, you get it yourself or go ahead, man, whatever. I'm more like that, but I've just never said the words like you know, this is your house, you know, the home or nothing like that. It's just more no, you know, you got it. So in there, like, oh, what's going on? I don't know what game he playing with that bleep de bloop sound. <laughs> he might have still had a uh, Atari up in there. <laughs> that, that shit sound like he's playing Space Invaders. <laughs> and I hate, I hate when they do that. At least now they kind of cut that out. It was like before they had a game. They you have a PlayStation controller to a Dreamcast, or some shit like that. It, oh, it was always a thing of for a certain time. It was always you hear Atari sounds. In certain movies, they were either playing Call of Duty. In other movies, they were playing some type of skateboarding game. You can always, it's always a certain movie. Every now and then, it's Street Fighter. But no, it's normally calm. Because it's like, you know, what video games, what's the cool kids playing now? Call of Duty. Because it's like a shooting game. (laughs) But this one is all I hear. Like, like, what the hell is this kid playing? What's the name, little man? And they all there and they fall asleep. And then I'm trying to figure out the look. Alonzo's looking at both of them. And I'm trying to figure out the look he's given. Because he sees Hoyt, sees Hoyt there chilling with his son. And that is his son, mm-hmm. his bastard son. And he's just giving this look. And I can't figure out this look. Yeah, I couldn't either. And the only thing I could think of, he was just like, yo, why is my son like, laid up with you like what no i don't like this it just rubbed me the wrong way get your ass up i shoot your kneecap out yeah he's like get up all right and they they get up and it's you know where are you heading now because keep in mind it's all still the same day how long would they sleep could have been that long well yeah Maybe i think that, that, that food might have took them out 30 minutes an hour at most yeah all right so they go there and they gotta go. Oh, we got to meet these people, like freshen up. About to meet the three wise men. If you ever need anything, you know they'll they'll help you out. Don't say anything unless they say something to you. So they go to this nice restaurant. Meet the three old heads. Tom Berenger, my man, Tom Berenger. Substitute. Just <laughs> substitute. Um, Harris Eulin, old school. You've been a clear and present. Whenever you need an old tough man, old tough white man, clear and pre- like that's that's like charge. You get him. Scarface. 
clear and present danger. Ghostbusters, like that. That like it's kind of like you don't necessarily know his know his name, but if you know his face, you've seen him before. And then the third guy, who I'm, who was Raymond Barry. He's been in stuff. He's like out of three, he's the most like least known. But it's like in there's three wise men. One is like you know chief of detectives. One is like you know works in the high art district. It's something like this. You need anything? These the people you you handle. It's like that. And then it's like shift. You know pushes Jacob. You know Hoyt away. And then they talk and it's like oh, they tell a story. First they tell a story about that's actually a funny story about the person that I was checking for a year and he stuck peanut butter down his pants and pulled out that trial. Mm-hmm. So he so he can be called insane. Which I'm so, sure has worked more than once. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, hey, I heard some some stuff happened in Vegas. What's going on? It's like I know I'm out. This is, I was out of town. You know, shit happens, and it's kind of I, like oh, actually, Tom Burgess said, "Did he say that you fucked up or something like that?" He said, oh, "Something you messed up in Vegas or something like that." They were let like, "Yo, you really the Russians don't give a shit about nothing. They after your ass." Mm-hmm. It's like you know, maybe we need to fly you out of here. You're like, nah, I got this and everything like that. It's like, y'all want you to be all these assholes I see in the newspaper. Like, Tom Berenger was kind of like, you know. Don't fuck up our shit. Like, we, like, got, a, we, we got a good thing. They had on. like this. It's like they had this. It seemed like they had like, like out of the three, it's like they was like friends. The other two was like, you know, we tolerate. But it's kind of like, you know, Alonzo's not having this meeting if they ain't cool. They ain't even tolerating with him. And they know about the whole Vegas stuff. It's like, you know, they Russians don't care anything like that. And it's like, you know, you sure you can handle it? Because they like, maybe we need to get you out of town. Like, protect your ass. So they care enough to like, you know, do stuff. He's like, no, I got this. But they only care because they, they get money out of them. That's the only reason why they care. But you get money from anything. It's like, you know, you wouldn't say this whole, the whole thing is like this. You wouldn't be doing this whole thing. Maybe we need to get you out of town. Yeah, maybe we need I to get, get you out. But they're saying that to cover their ass because I guess if things go bad or anything like that, people are going to start asking questions. Things are going to start happening. Because remember, he was like, okay, before they left, he was like, basically, who car do I put the money in? And it was Tom Berenger's car he would put the money in. So it's almost like, we need to get you out of here because I don't want to lose this money and I don't want this shit to come back on us. I think it was more like we need to get out of here because I don't want nothing to happen. Hey, what's gonna come back on if Alonzo die? He dies. His secrets die with him. I mean, like he said with it, like he said with his team, like his team wasn't leaders. He said it was a bunch of knuckleheads. So they it's like Which was fucked up, but go ahead. <laughs> but it's the truth, it's like the way it's established if whatever happened to Alonzo dies with Alonzo, like, you know, your secrets die with you. So it's like, yeah, we don't get money. We can get money with other stuff. So Yeah, but when I what I'm saying is who else is gonna be conv- all right. They, it hasn't been said, but basically it's this. Alonzo gets to do his dirt um, as long as, I guess, if he's paying one of the three wise men. I'm not sure how it goes or they split the money or whatever. But they get some type of cut from it. So they let him. Yeah, but him. it's like, I think he's the only one, though. Of course not. True, true. Well, no. The movie, yes, but it's probably some more yeah. people that's doing it. Okay. Sorry. I mean, but it's a savage that he's on, he's basically like a hero cop. Like, you know, I'm responsible for such and such hundreds of, uh, hundreds of thousands of man hours and jail time. It's like, it's a savage. Like, you know, he'd been in these streets. That's why Hoyt went there in the first place. Mm-hmm. So it's like, he's one of, it's cashing a marker. 
He was like, all right, like which car? Silver Mercedes. And this is where it finds out what was the money for why he stole the money for Sandman. It was to get pay for the warrant. And I always ask him, you know, do I want to know? He says, you sure? Nothing in this world is free. Yeah. I even have a police warrant. And I was, and it never clicked until I watched it yesterday. That's what that money was for. Because I forgot about putting the money in silver Mercedes. Like, so yes. So basically, his whole thing was cashing on Roger, but you need a warrant. You ain't just going to run up on Roger. Roger's police. Roger's ex-police. Roger's no. And this is when it's the set. Like this, when they go back to Roger's house the second time, stuff makes more sense. It's like, why are they doing all this? Why don't they just jack Roger if they just need the money from Roger? Like, no, we're gonna do stuff out of book. It's like you know, forty forty thousand dollars. Get your warrant. He's like, you know, call the judge, call the clerk, fax it over, sign like this. Check out. Make make sure you get the tools and stuff. Check like everything is by the book, so it's a paper trail, so it's nothing going on. And you notice. In this case, they focus on like everything. We're gonna, you know, dot our eyes and cross our T's. Yeah, and then it makes more sense why he originally visited Roger because I think he wanted to know was he home, was everything the same. You know, he wanted to make sure he was checking the surroundings. I guess. Mm-hmm. So he on there. They call the crew, and it's the it's the strike team, including Billy Billy Bello himself. <laughs> Oh, this strike team is hilarious. Uh-huh. They all dressed up on a nice suit. Yeah, I told you. Nice suit look real nice. And your boy that you've been waiting to talk about, go ahead and talk about him, Dr. Dre. Oh, boy. Those goddamn... <laughs> those goddamn braids like they were hurting. <laughs> Have you met a dude who looked like that named Paul? <laughs> That's my first question. If his name is Paul... We never called him Paul. He had a he had a nickname. P. Yeah, something like that. He never said his name, Paul. What? Oh, this it's just the braids. The braids and the acting were just ugh. Like, okay, I get it. You got friends, Fuqua. <laughs> you see like, hey, what's going on, Lazo? Her shit going on in the streets, you alright? Guess they know about the Vegas stuff too, but they don't know yeah. the details. Like, nah, it's all good in the hood. Who this motherfucker? <laughs> I'm Jake Hoyt. It's my first day. Got his handshake out. I didn't get to make sure he stayed the fuck out. Oh, wait. He's like, none of them. How, do you, know how do you hate somebody Especially that... How do you hate somebody that fast? You dislike somebody that quick? Because he knew. And knew what? To them. Oh. You see the shield? They were shooting... They was treating um what's his face the same way. You know, I get that to a certain degree, but just to stay out of my way, motherfucker. Uh you know, I, I guess it just takes me back to a time like even in a new job, how you just feel so you just out the God, I just know how I felt when I started my job two years ago. I'm just like, oh boy. Cause it's new. I mean, especially a hyper masculine situation like that. Everybody gotta like, you know, I gotta stop protect my grounds like I want taking my spot and everything okay so. and also too is it's also too that I know it's way different for cops but security is always different because everybody and I don't care what nobody tells you everybody especially males are sizing each other up it's just mm-hmm. I, it's almost like this thing of if something go down can I trust him 
do I am I know I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna be okay. So it's just uh, I, I I just hate that new feeling. But yeah, go ahead. So they go up the whole plan is like uh, we gonna cash in and da 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 da. You know, it's like all right, been waiting to do this, and they trying to figure out oh Roger, like what's going on. So they gonna ride the house like. Jake, you know, at first they come in, he don't see Alonzo's like, Alonzo gonna have y'all's ass. <laughs> What's up, Roger? What's going on, oh, brother? You tell, <laughs> what's going on? You tell, you go, you tell me. Uh, we just texting you this little bit. These fuckers want to get my pension. Right. And that's why I'm like, pension? What yeah. does he do? It's like, oh, he used to be a cop. Like, nah, I ain't gonna touch your pension. It just the whole thing. It's like a little tax. That's all. I'm just a middleman. And he's like that. Oh, you just a bitch, huh? Mm. Yeah. Like he know this is he knows this is full of shit. Like he knows Alonzo. Because they probably done this. it before. They they probably done it to somebody else before. Yeah. And yeah, and it's like, you know, they out there, they like, who gonna man, who gonna fix my floor? City. The city. So they're on there digging in there, digging, and then they find the old trunk. And I'm just wondering how many people, like old school people before I still this, like who's still burying money? People don't people don't trust banks. That's who that's who made any money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And to have it where he had it, I'm just like, there wasn't a better spot than that. You had really had to do all this, because we've got to run. That's a lot of work to get to that money. Mm-hmm. Now you don't got no getaway cash. I mean, it's four million dollars, or as they say, three million dollars. Three million dollars. <laughs> yeah, so they get in here is like you know four million dollars. It's like all right, so now we gotta plan something, and then the whole thing is like you know, you think like they just get the money, that's fine, but nah, handshake the bitch, shoot him. I like how they call it a shotgun a bitch. <laughs> I don't know why. It was always funny to do that. It's like, you know, shoot him. I ain't going to shoot him. Yeah, go ahead and shoot him. Boom. Boom. <laughs> He's like, all right, you know, some one thing's done right. You got to do it yourself. Like, hand me the bitch. Boom. Hits him. Mm. All them shells went in his ass. Mm-hmm. Breathe. <laughs> Come on, breathe, dog. That's it. Yeah. It's funny how the way he said breathe like Denzel is a masterclass in this because even when he being ruthless, it's still funny. Mm-hmm. And 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 at this point, Jake is like, "Holy shit, I'm in here with Victor Von Fucking Doom." This yeah, like, is it. I finally he, hit him. I knew he was crooked. Yeah, it's I finally realized him. He's evil. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you know that they pull the guns all out. And he pulls a gun out and it's like they about to shoot him. It's like he laughing. He's like, my nigga, you here. I knew he was a wolfie out here. He got the magic eye. He's there to pull the drop out. He about to pull the, get the drop on all you fools. Put your guns down. Put your guns down. And he's like that. Part of the last one is like, you know, they put the guns down. We're going to plan it. And then at first it's like, all right, this is how we go through. Man came through the door. Roger lets off two shots because they got to do the whole, you know, lets off two shots. Hoyt comes in with the shotgun, kills him. And it, even with the whole two shots, it's like, you know, you got to do it with the vest. So it's, uh, I need some vacation time. So 
one in the vest. I don't know if the second one went through the vest or just missed. Because he hit, he's like, oh, shit. Oh, you shot him. Yeah. Like, I, really I, shot him. I'm trying to... Yeah, that was kind of, like, weird. Because I'm like, where? Maybe he missed. I guess. It had to be so, it had to be lowered in the vest. That's what I'm thinking. It's like right yeah, up under so the vest. So they are like, you know, that's how the story goes. Not what you know, it's what you can prove. Because the alternative is Roger lets off two shots, Roger lets off a third shot. Officer Hoyt killed in the line of duty. You know, first training day. <laughs> he was survived you know, by his wife survived. his newborn daughter. Mm-hmm. It's like that can go that way too. It's like what you want to do. Oh, he keep telling them. He keeps saying like, uh, "I can you can get your blood checked, and <laughs> you've been smoking PCP, mm-hmm. and drinking all day. You've been planning mm-hmm. this all day. I've been playing this all week." <laughs> God damn. Mm-hmm. Yo, and it's like even the Hawks' face is like, "What the fuck have I just got myself into?" Cause like he, yeah, you so. had you, he had to strategically, like to set him up that way. You had to do like really think, and that had to be really calculated to have all your that shit, side shit together. I mean, if it it's fell kind apart. of like it's either if you cool, we can cover it all the way. You part of the team, but if you not, you my fault guy. Yeah, and I got, I it's, got you. Either way, I got you. Yeah, it's based on basically like how Hoyt can play it one way or the other way. Like if you're cool, it's how we roll. Cause like you know, you do this for a year. Detective, you sound such and such. I'm about to go SIS detective. You roll with me for like you know, it's dirty work. It ain't clean. Shit happened. But if you can handle it, you're gonna be all right. It just depends. Cause they split the money up, and Hoyt's like, nah, my constant like your constant's all right, Paul. Yeah, fuck that. I can sleep well. My constant's real good. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's handle my conscience. So anyway, they go, you know, they handle us like let him go, and then but he do he do steal Paul one time. Mm-hmm. I'll kill you, motherfucker. Cause Paul, yeah, because Paul was like, nah, Alonzo, I think we need to kill this fool right now because he was pushing like let's murder him. Like he Paul already started off with smoke and was ready to get him out the paint, so he earned that. Then in the car, it's like you know, you did it, my friend. Friend, why? Because he knew my first name. I watched this fucker with impunity sling drugs for 10 years and I finally got him. This is just chestnut checkers. And he made and which is so good is he makes you believe that his point is right. Even even after that, he sounds like he's right. He was slinging drugs to little children for 10 years and couldn't get touched. And it's like, okay, so Roger was a cop that became a drug dealer. Everybody knows a drug dealer. And people was just cool with it. Because I guess he gave him money with, you know, money. He kept his pension. He kept his pension. And, cut, and he, I know one thing. Pensions are a big deal. Because, you know, there's a lot of cop movies and shows. They be like, yeah, I ain't messing with my pension. I got to pay for college for my kids. Yeah. The Shield was like that. The big thing was like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to retire. I'm trying to touch my pension. Because they ain't trying to work at um, Target. That pension is yeah. to mess with. It's it's it's, so it's, want- it's real good how they this this whole scene played out right here. Yeah, because 
I think it's that thing like they always say about uh what is it, uh wrestling villains. They have to believe their lie. No matter what. What they're saying, they have to believe it. And that's what that's the last what Alonzo was doing. He was believing everything he was saying. Here's the thing. Heels never feel like they're heels. Yeah. They they always feel like they're justified in doing what they're doing. Otherwise, because otherwise you just sound like a damn maniac. Mm-hmm. So the night's still not over. Cause it, it gets they worse. Got, <laughs> they gotta make another trip. They gotta go to Barrio and run into my boy Smiley. <laughs> I'm just angry. I'm angry that this. I'm not even angry. That's not the right word. When I, it's just, it's just. How does this guy get not get any slander for playing all these diff, different ethnic roles? Because no one knows. <laughs> That's why. Like if I know, because here's the thing. My wife makes fun of me tomorrow. How you know people? They in all these movies. You got a photograph. Like I'm good with faces, and I watch a lot of movies. So I look up names, and with the power of the internet. You can look stuff up. But before the internet, how would you know? Like, how would you know about Cliff Curtis unless you searched out Cliff Curtis? I mean, like, this movie came out 2000. This came, when this movie came out, how would you know? I wouldn't, unless I saw another movie. He's playing a, a different ethnic character. And then I would be like, wait a minute. Well, here's the thing we've seen him in different movies. And we've seen him play different things, but we don't pay attention because he's never at the focal point. Yeah, it's always like he's a, always yeah. a background. He's always a character actor. So we didn't notice it till you notice it now because he's been doing this for like twenty something years. Like he's still he's the thing is why it's funny now is because he's still doing it. Yeah, and no one said nobody. Now people just laugh. Like he pops up with Hobbs and Shaw, and I'm like, I know Samoa, New Zealand. I mean, some people don't know, but other people is like, like, you know, you watch wrestling, you know it's a difference. Mm-hmm. So it's just funny, like, seeing him pop up in that. But it's kind of like, you know, he in there. Because it's kind of like, if you don't know, you just see a guy that looks Latin with that thick-ass mustache. But he don't come to the door first. His dreamer come to the door. What a name. <laughs> and then he's there. What's up, Alonzo? And he's like that. He don't shake his hand. He's looking at them. You know, you want to chill in? Like, I just got you the bathroom. And Lonzo bounces. You don't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder about that phone call that he called after he left the call, like, to handle that. And, like, because he was someone to someone count the money. So, Alonzo, I guess, had some money in that box for and paid them to yeah. basically take Jake out. Take Jake, Jake out. out the yep. That's what it was. Yo, y'all do this for me. Cause I I I remember uh I, I think I've actually went to the movies to see this. I was like, when one of that first hand was done, I was like, damn, he's still taking a piss. He ain't back yet. Oh yeah, he out of there. He's yeah, so he so he in there playing cards, and it's him, my boy Tuco himself, Raymond Cruz. And it's funny, when this movie came out, I knew him from clear and present danger. And The Rock. Because he's in both of those. And he was more famous for Clear and Present Danger because that was a big deal when it came out. And, but now if you watch, it's like, oh, that's the dude from Breaking Bad. It's funny right. how life works. Yeah. <laughs> that's the most pop, that's the popular thing he's known for. 
Yeah, I get it. And then the, and then the other dude, no Guglielmi, no G. What does it say? Best known for his portrayals of Southern California gangsters, Italian and Mexican descent. Yeah, he became good. homeless and entered a criminal life. My man Hector from Fast and Furious. He's like him in everything. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like I never knew his name, but I knew his face. I'm like, you needed a, you needed a Vato. That's who they picked. Mm-hmm. So it's like Antoine Fuqua was not messing around because they in there playing cards and ooh, I don't know what drugs. My man um, Sniper was on Raymond Cruz because he was dusted. Yeah, four, two pairs. I beat you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you ask me? You ever had your shit pushed in? I was like, Yeah, I got my shit pushed all the way in. Like, what is going on? He absolutely was on coke. <laughs> and they looking at him like, you know, you need to learn how to count. <laughs> two, like, pairs, two pairs. Two pairs. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that boy Alonzo, you know, he ruthless. He ain't shit, but I like it. Because, you know, give a fuck. Like, nah, man, that's why I never shake his hand. Because that Vato ain't got no morals, no code. He's just low down, break it down. Like, you heard what happened in trouble. And then it's to break down what really happened in in Vegas. How they know? Now, now we get to, now we on the same thing because that's what I said to myself. I was like, wait a minute, how the fuck do they know what's going on? And like, he knows everything, the details and everything. Mm-hmm. So, unless Alonzo told him, which I don't know why he would tell them, how big it, what that shit was on um, TMZ? Was the Source Awards or I something? Mean, I guess everybody knew, but this is the first time it was ex- actually explained. Maybe everybody did know. And you got to the point in the movie where they wanted to let you know exactly what happened. So basically, he was in Vegas prior to fight. <laughs> I seen Rock Mom fight or whatever. Talking about, you know, he got beef with some Russian dude and stomped him to death. Which isn't surprising. Damn. He has a temper. Yeah, but, but the whole thing is like this. You don't do home moves on the road. That's why, that's why they do a salad count. That's the whole point. It's like you move different when it ain't your hood. And he got moving. He moving the same way. It's like, yeah, come to find out dude was connected with the Russians. And, you know, they got a timer on him. Like, you know, he got midnight tonight to have a million dollars. Or, you know, a dead man. People, the hood was trying to figure out how he's going. And the whole thing is like the hood knew because they were trying to figure out, like, how he's going to get that money that fast. And they were trying to figure out. It's like, oh, Roger. That's who he cashed in. So they knew. So they knew. This whole thing. As smart as Alonzo was, he was moving messy. At this point, if so many people knew, yeah. If so many people knew what was going on, it's like, yeah, that's how he got the money. He turned in his homie. Yeah. So yeah, how well they know? How well his back was against the wall. Yeah. His back. But my thing is, how well the smiling them know Alonzo? They know all his business like that. I mean, I, I, what I'm guessing is. Well enough, they 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 work or they have a working, you know, some type of yeah, working. They've done bi- they've done business together. Like he bringing them. The, oh no, I get you get the toast. I got the blender. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like they so they know, they work with him, but they don't particularly care for his, you know, whatever it is, how he can get down with his business. But they ain't saying no to the money either. 
So in there, and he's putting two to like, he left you in here. Yeah. Let's calm down. Let me see your gun. And it's like, Jake should have known at this point, like, maybe I need to get the fuck out of here. Because one, I ain't handing my gun to no strangers. He's you know. I know. I know what mine is. I want to see yours. <laughs> yeah, he ain't in there like, don't worry. I say, I got you. And then all the hair, he, he hit Smiley with the, with the right cross. He tried to make trying to fight the going and, and they beat his ass. He's <laughs> like, oh, you hit me in my like you hit me in my own house. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. They about to like take him to the bed to like get the, dreamer, get the fuck out of here. I want to see, man. What you want to see? Oh, so she down? To, yeah, she want to see this cop get beat up. <laughs> Like, like, damn, you fucked him all. You fucked him up. <laughs> <laughs> like, what well, is this? All y'all want to see what happened and stuff. Like, sheesh. This whole family down. Because she busy counting the money. And what is it with that thing where they, they whenever they have Latin gangsters, the woman always counting the money. Have you got and it's me? like, oh, you want me to count again? Because we know you can't count. It's like, damn. Because <laughs> next Friday was like that. Yeah. I, I maybe that's a maybe that's an inside joke that I'm not supposed to get. Uh, I'm thinking it's some type of stereotype that we shouldn't get. Yeah, it's not for us to get. So anyway, they got to have the fight. About to turn the shower on, and then you check the wallet. And then we have to have the girl from earlier. You get this fucking wallet. <laughs> Say we get this fucking. Don't you have your wallet? Don't you wallet? Like you know, it's a civilian. You don't touch civilian. Like oh, you fucked up now, Holmes. You know, tomorrow I found it. I say there's something such and such. Then you call. You know, you know, you go to school today. Yeah, I went to school. I went to every class. That sounded like a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I went to every class. Lie. It's important to me you tell me the truth, don't you lie? It's like, oh, you know, something happened. Yeah, these two dudes try to rape me until this this cop can't save me. What the cop look like? Oh, white guy, young looking, everything like that. You're like, you're all right, yeah, I'm all right. Then you look, he's like, the shaking his head. Because what are the odds that that happens? Yeah. I don't, I don't if care. that doesn't have, if that, Jake doesn't do that earlier and doesn't happen to grab the wallet, he's a dead man. He's dead. And even though they're saying, like, you know, son of a bitch, he told the truth. Like, damn. Like, what if, like, basically, like, they was, like, surprised. Like, what are the odds? Mm-hmm. She's like, it's a crazy world. You know, it's just business, right? N- what? Yeah, I do. You're right. Let me just, like, let me get the fuck up out of here. It's like, yeah, you know, nothing personal. You know, all right. And I've seen the, um, like, they had the lead scene. They basically tell him what happened. Like, you know, he hired us to kill you. They spell it out more. Like I've seen it the latest. Oh, I've never before. seen that before. Yeah, it's, it's on the DVD. Uh, See, so that's the misfortune of having stuff on digital. I mean, they have the latest scenes, but I just never, you know, I just always straight go to the movie. So it's just like, whatever. I don't need digital copy. I got it the palm of my hand. So anyway, by this point, Jake is like, he's becoming solid snake. He pissed. So well, also too, I think he's realizing that this isn't a clean because even if he wanted to go back and um get those guys, what are he gonna go back and do? He's like, nah, mm-hmm. I, I gotta take this L and 
This isn't, you know, there isn't no black and white when it comes to this. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, so he knows what the deal's going on. He knows how to handle it. So he's going to handle it. Go back to the crib. Sarah's there. And I don't know what she was doing because I know he was. Okay. What's Alonzo doing? Alonzo got the money. Mm-hmm. Why he at the crib? Because he figured he could chill a little bit before he go get uh get the money to the Russians. And I still think they were chill gonna kill Huh? No, the whole thing is I never thought I'm like as long as they the Russians just want the money, they like I got my money's cool. Keep it moving, because otherwise it's too much heat, you know, killing a cop for no reason. But. They were gonna kill him no matter. No, what I'm saying, they end up killing him anyway. So, they... but that's because he. Hey, I'm thinking the Russians were too connected. It wouldn't have came back on them. I did that because the way the three wise men were talking about him, it was like, oh, they like even beyond y'all. They beyond all this nonsense. I think it was more like you know, if if they do something to you, we if they do something to you, we can't protect you. But they not gonna do nothing if they if you pay them. Yeah, but I, I, they would have just. I don't want if they. I get what you're saying too. I get what you're saying. You just like basically, okay, you got the money, go pay him. Yeah, we're gonna tax you. That's how it worked. Yeah, which not, you, you know, not not, not we're gonna tax you, then kill you because that's like bad pool. He should have. I don't know why he went back to the to the um the baby mama house. You know, you know why gets get some of that throat work. <laughs> Cause she ain't, cause she butt ass naked in the bed. He not. So they went in there watch. They wasn't watching Seinfeld. So you do the math. And then oh, oh, I was to play it off. Oh, congratulations, mission accomplished. You passed the test. Try to play it off. Patronizing him, like what the fuck? <laughs> you're in. You're you're in. What? No, this is not how it's gonna work. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you gonna shoot me? You gonna shoot me? Go ahead, shoot me. Like, you know, trying to get out Sarah's like, oh, here my son. Protecting this. Hey, Manelito, Papito, come here, come. It's like he's using his son as bait in a distraction. Eliza. At this At this point, it's kind of like, even if you had a little bit of sympathy for Alonzo, even if he was like intrigued, you know, you was caught up with Alonzo, it's like once this, I'm using the kid as a shield, yeah, that shit goes out the window. And they have a gunfight, and it's like, he pulled out the shotgun. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm surgical with this shit, Jake. Remember homie in the wheelchair? We think put him there. God damn. Mm-hmm. Blast him in his, I would say his own crib, it ain't his crib, it's his mistress crib. All, and she, all she care about is her son. She don't care about none <laughs> of this going on. Yeah. Out there shooting everything like that. He's like, I want my mommy. Grab a little, because I'm like, yeah, using this kids that you oh, where? Oh, where did Jake did he go? <laughs> Boom. Like, so they have the gunfight. He runs. They out there, and it becomes a video game at this point. <laughs> they out there stalking each other on the patio, and they have the fist fight. And it's like 70 30, Alonzo. I was thinking more like 80-20. I mean, Jake got a few hits in, but then Alonzo was hitting him with like 
the that lamps, old man hammer, <laughs> and the damn ch- a damn <laughs> launch. <laughs> Eliza was goddamn teching Leroy Smith. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking Jacob. Hit that man with long ornaments, throw him over the patio, just beating his ass. And he looks at his watch like, waste my time, gets in the car. Jake somehow gets up and jumps on the car. Yeah, after being asleep, because he was knocked I out mean, for a minute. So all, all city strong safety. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, hey, look, yeah. you can tell me. Yeah, he's he's one of the good players. Okay, yeah. So anyway, he's on the car. It's a shootout on the car, and Alonso is all the way rattled because he's like he's he runs into one car, backs up into another one. He doesn't have his whereabouts. Let's just say that. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm I'm trying to get his money in Russia. This madman. It's out here on top of my car. I'm trying to shoot him. He won't die. Won't leave me alone. So, <laughs> uh, Jake was a old boy from uh, the Steelers. He was Mason Rudolph. <laughs> oh man, that's that's hilarious. So, Alonzo catches a little CTE from crashing, and then Jake ass. In the middle of the street, and the hood watching too, because early when he got in there, we forgot to mention when he first got there, Terry Crews had one line, you know, she lost. She's here for a I'm here for Alonzo. And uh, Bone look at him, kind of knows, let him go. Because I guess it's like they never liked Alonzo anyway. Better so you like, take you know, him out maybe. than one of us. So they have a fight, and he beat his, he beat his ass in front of the hood. And he's like, what you going to take me in? It's like, you know. Cause she ain't gonna meet that money with rushes. Like I need that money. Give me that money, Jake. Give me that money, Jake. <laughs> like I'm gonna get that. You know, no, you ain't gonna get that money. He's like, come on, he's giving money. Like you wanna go to jail, go home. I'm gonna go home. He's like, but I'm gonna get this money. I'm gonna get this gun, and I'm gonna get this money. Cause I don't think you are gonna shoot me. And he reached for the gun. Got shot. Oh, son of a bitch! Shot me in the ass. <laughs> That line is so funny. Because oh. cause it's the way he said it. Like, we know he shot you that ass. Because like, he was mad. He's like, oh, you motherfucker. Like, you stepped on a Lego block. <laughs> and then he just panicking. Like, I just want the money and everything like that. And he's like, bone come in. He's like, pull the gun on, on Lonzo. Like, go ahead, go home. We got you. Like, we got your back. And it's funny, like, you know, the hood's just been waiting for their champion. Right. And this is where when people think about how Denzel won the Oscar, it's the scene. Oh, y'all motherfuckers. Shoot, shoot. I'm going to have all y'all playing basketball at Pelican Bay. Shoe program. <laughs> shoe program, nigga. Shoe program. One, you know, one cot, one hot. You know. I'm the police. Jake. King Kong. <laughs> Jake. Jake. King Kong ain't got shit on me. And it's like that That line was actually ad-libbed. I read. Yeah, I read that too. It's all about the little things. He's like, you disloyal. Jake. <laughs> disloyal motherfuckers. Y'all gonna be playing basketball. <laughs> like, Jake. Jake. 
and they all like whatever, brush them all like yeah, old man talking about back in the day used to have all this. It's like nobody's sweating them; they just leave them. Yeah, they're like, so, man, he ain't shit. And that's just hilarious. And it's funny how the movie starts with him; he just so you know bigger than life and they like that and now he's just a shell of a man so i guess he drives to the airport <laughs> who, i know his, i know his plan i know who, his plan was who the fuck knows but he was acting real casual like he won't looking around or nothing he was just like eh, i'm in a stoplight he looked a little bit because he got a stoplight and he looked at the girl he looked at the lady. He looked, but he didn't stare. And she's smoking a cigarette. When he looked at how she looked, and she, and she was like, she looked real put together. I think he kind of knew. Yeah, maybe. Cause, cause who just stops? Okay, I don't smoke. I'm just trying to figure out who's just driving, stops at a stoplight, just lights a cigarette. Uh, I've at been a, at a red light. I've been around smokers. That that's that's nothing. I've seen that before. Plenty of Damn. Baseheads? Shit. Can't wait till he stops. Anyway, that happens. They pull up in front. It's a setup. They come out with the AKs. And I like how they don't shoot for two minutes. They just shoot for like 10 seconds. They stop. And then <laughs> Alonzo doing the Sonny Corleone rolling out. Oh, boy. And and they then they're laughing. He he reaching out there like he about to pop the trunk. <laughs> I mean, when you about to die, like instinct takes over, and they just start laughing. Then they light him up some more. Why do those guns so sound so got- goddamn like it was World War Three? Because guns a lot. Because guns are loud in movies. And before back in the day, as movies didn't show attention to how loud guns are, they're better at it now. Because I've noticed like movies recently, like yeah. The guns sound like this because we're going to really have them sound like this. But no, they lit his ass up and then he's out in the street. And then Jake's home. He's like, oh, you know, decorated police officer Alonzo Harris was found killed in the line of duty. He survived by his wife and four children. Decorated officer eight years. Like how Alonzo said that could happen to Jake if Jake don't play ball. Mm-hmm. Happened to Alonzo. Movie ends. Yeah. There we have it. We have uh, Trading Day. Uh, this is a movie that I did actually go to the movies to go see. I saw this in the movie theater. I remember, and I remember it, it was jam packed. I do remember that. Uh, it, this is one of this one of Denzel's one of his movies that got to be in your top top three. I wouldn't argue top five, but this his because his performance I mean, it, was it's, amazing. It's, it's funny because it's like it's a great performance. It's a polarizing performance. Cause I think it's like one. Cause I think a lot of people didn't want to see Denzel be a villain. But yeah. Denzel's history, I think it works because you're so used to Denzel being the good guy. Then I would be villain, being evil. And Denzel leaned into it too. He was the one to say, "I want to." He deserves to die violently. Yeah, which was very interesting that you sent me that he had to fight to basically change the ending because they, for some reason. They wanted him to get away with it. Nothing, no, to, no, nothing's happened to him. To him to skate away, and I'm just like, why? That's that. that that's that damn nonsense. People say, oh, what if Scarface lived? No. Part of it is like we root for the villains, and it's, it's and he plays an awesome villain. Like we can't help ourselves. We saw people root for Thanos in Infinity War. 
Yeah, but that so, that all changed when we all saw him get to see, we just got to see him die twice. So it was just kind of like no. Bob is kind of like you know it's people root for villains, and it's kind of like you know, and it's Denzel. So it's one of, you can't help yourself liking you want to like Denzel, and but it's like no, you should not like this person. And it says a lot where he's so charismatic that even when you know he's a bad person, you like him anyway. Because it's kind of like he feels like, you know, I'm, first of all, like, I'm just a good guy trying to play outside the lines, trying to do the right thing. But even then, you know, it's full of shit. And he lets you know enough that he knows it's full of shit. And everybody that deals with him knows that. But they can't help himself because he's just so charismatic. Yeah. And even until a certain point, Hoyt is like, okay, he has a point. Okay, he has a point. Oh, maybe he's right. But then he starts seeing, you know, after the whole Roger thing, it it just went downhill from there because he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I know what I'm dealing with now. If he did that with, if he did that to his homie, he'll do that to me too. Yeah, I'm de- it to anybody. He's, de- he's a damn maniac. And also, it's kind of like, do I really want to be this type of cop? Is it worth it? Because he and at first he might be on the fence and like maybe, but by that point it's like nah. Yeah, because a year I may turn into Alonzo. I may be Alonzo within a year and I can't come back from that. So yeah. Yes. (sighs) So yeah, I I saw this in movie theater. I remember enjoying it, and I was just kind of like, it's funny. Um, What was I about to say? I appreciate Ethan Hawke's performance now more than I did when I first saw it. Because I think before I was just everybody was focused on Denzel, like oh Ethan Hawke just got nominated because he just happened to be in a movie. But no, Ethan Hawke acted his ass off. It was just more subtle. Similar, you know, the same thing happened. Collateral with Jamie Foxx and, and um, Tom Cruise. Yes, everybody. It's on. But you know the difference is Tom Cruise didn't get nominated, but Jamie Foxx did. And okay, I've always heard the debate, and I've heard this from a lot of people. Because I told you at first I didn't like this movie, but after seeing it as older now, I, oh, I actually enjoyed the movie. But could anybody have played Jamie Foxx's role? Originally, Adam Sandler was going to play it. Did not know that. You told yeah. me something new today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, could they do it or do it well? I, let's say do it do it as well as he that he did. I can't think of who because the, because it's hard because it's basically he's playing a coward. Yes, he's like a, a confident a confident coward. That's hard. Whereas like he's because he's charismatic, he's smooth. You see how he talked with Jada Pinkett like that. Like he's. Knows the way around people, but deep down, it's like you know, I'm just let life pass me by, and I'm a con. I'm lying to myself, and I gotta find my hidden strength. Like it's a lot of stuff going on that he does, and it's not real showy. Yeah, it's very so, subtle. Everything he does is subtle in the movie. And and, it's, and when I heard people say that, I'm just like, no, I don't think anybody could. But then the Adam Sandler thing, I I didn't know about, so that that kind of makes me think now, but. Now, Sandler could have been a different type of energy. Yeah, and it matters because what Adam Sandler am I getting? Am I getting like... I know we wouldn't be getting goofy Adam Sandler. 
So I guess I'm thinking what Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. Or Spanglish. Yeah. Which I have never. I still haven't finished the movie. I've always seen half of it. Never seen the whole thing, but whatever. Um. Yeah. I'm, maybe it will work out. I just seen people harp on it and say, "Oh, anybody could have did Jamie Foxx's role." I'm just like, I don't know, but. Because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have watched Collateral again. I had to, you know, I was like, all right, Shahid, like, let me check it out for another time because it's been a long time since I watched it. One of my, re- my favorite movies. Then realizing everybody that's in the movie, I'm like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of people I didn't notice that was in the movie. Especially Mark Ruffalo. And when is Mark Ruffalo supposed to be in that movie? Is he supposed to be in Spanish? No. He's not named Detective, named Detective Fanny. Okay, the slick back hair and the kind of greasy look. I was just like, is he supposed to be Hispanic in this movie? No, no, it's no. One day we may do Collateral because that's one of my favorite movies. That's just an excellently done movie, and it's like it's a lot of stuff that's going on. They never delve deep into it. They, it's just kind of like they just put you in that universe, and it's just a day happens. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess next week will be up to the fans. Now, is there any one movie that you want me to put on the voting for the vote? Um, no, I will say because I'm trying to think where I'm leaning toward next for my thing. And I'm thinking I'm leaning. Okay, for the voting, what I want, because I was thinking about it. Which okay, let's do a let's do genre, and let's do like you know black thrillers, like obsessed that like like that type of movie. So all black all black thriller movies. Yes. Okay. Because that's been the thing. Because you know we've been getting a lot like we get those once a year like normal like it's Sanaa Lathan or Gabriel Union. Like either they they deal with a crazy ass boyfriend or a crazy ass neighbor. We've been getting that once a year, and I've been seeing all of them. Um, so it's plenty of choices. You know, perfect guys is one. Um, did you see the Intruder? Did I see that? What's that about? With Megan Good and um, Michael Ealy and Dennis Quaid, they buy his house and he won't leave. Did I see that? I feel like no, maybe I didn't see that. That shit is so insane because Dennis Quaid out there acting like a damn madman. It's like you could tell he was having fun. His whole his face looks like the his face looks like the Joker, like Willem, his face like Willem Dafoe in like Green Goblin, like the Green Goblin mask. And I don't know how he does it. Like it's it's just it's it's not a great movie. That shit's funny because he's just he's just insane. Like so, stuff movies like that. We pick four and let the fans decide. Okay. All right. All right. No, do obsess. Obsess gonna win because I've been. I got thoughts about that movie. <laughs> uh, okay, it's been a while since I seen that movie. So I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to think. I I know I've seen Obsessed. I've seen The Perfect Guy. I guess Lakeview Terrace. Is Lakeview? Terrace oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, it's. I've seen that. I don't know if I saw in a movie theater, but I saw on DVD. I remember yeah. oh, you mean saying well, that's in hate, no interracial marriages. <laughs> uh, 
trying to think of another. Deja Vu? That's a different genre. That's too high, bro. But I know what we can do um, I guess out of time. Out of time. What's out of time? Oh, Denzel, Sanaa Lathan, oh, and Emma yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, And okay. your boy, your boy, Dean Kane. <laughs> Mega Superman. Because I was just going to put Get Out on there and just be like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but I know Get Out will win. So that's why I'm yeah, kind of no. trying to stay away from so it. Those, so those four. All right, hold on. Let me write this down real quick. So we got... Okay, I got him. I can remember those. Yeah, so that's what we'll do. We'll see what, we'll see what that falls. Black thrillers. Because that's always a genre that's very interesting. It's very hit and miss. Yeah, very. But it's very kind of like you gotta walk. You gotta walk before you crawl. And it's funny, like that's been the thing. Now it's kind of like we used to do these movies. Let's do them now with, with black people. Yeah. So you get, so you get to see. Don't go in the damn closet by yourself. <laughs> for some yeah. reason, for some reason, I think the perfect guy gonna win. I just have this this sneaky suspicion that I'm like, oh boy. It's either that or it's either that or obsessed. Yeah, one of them too. And they both, they both. I don't know because I've seen the I think perfect I, guy is just funny because the perfect guy is just funny because it's Michael e, like Michael Ealy. I never trust him being a good guy, even though he's been good guys in movies. I don't know what it is. I don't, maybe it's a barbershop. Because <laughs> he, he he always seems I don't know if it's his eyes. He just always seems sketchy because he's been good guys. Like he's one of the underworld movies. He was a good cop. He was in that almost human. He was a good robot, and he was fine in um think like a man. He's probably the only one that was like re- the only man that was reasonable. But nah, it's just something about those eyes. Same thing with Terrence Howard. Like even when they're good guys, I don't trust them. Yeah, probably, probably light skin bias. I don't know. Maybe. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> yeah. On that note, we are going to get out of here. Uh, I want to thank everybody who's listened to last week's episode, Baby Boy. Uh, a lot of people like the Baby Boy episode, and I'm glad you did. Uh, and another thing, a lot of people like Shahid's <laughs> impersonations. But that's <laughs> been- <laughs> with two strikes. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So- yeah, if you got any uh, questions or comments, you can leave at jeffversusthereelyahoo.com. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Instagram at the real Jeff versus the world, and on Twitter and Facebook, Jeff versus the world. Shahid, you can give me your stuff. You can find me on both Twitter and Facebook with the same name. That is Philly Drugs. That is Philly underscore Drugs. And we'll sign off and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.